This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics, your one-stop shop for all your podcast data needs. Podmetrics aggregates data from Anchor, Spotify, Chartable, Facebook Live, and YouTube in order to show you the real picture of how your show is doing. The best part is, it's absolutely free. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and don't forget to use the referral code GEEKYHUANS. That's geeky, J-U-A-N-S. Podmetrics, the only analytics you'll ever need for your podcast. Welcome everyone to episode 78 of the Geeky Ones podcast. A podcast, let me just get my notes. <laughs> a podcast where we cover anything geeky under the sun, from wrestling to movies to video games. The Geeky Ones is here to talk about it. I'm Steven and next to me is Jude. Today's show is all about a very popular 90s anime and probably one of the biggest anime here in the Philippines, Slam Dunk. Uh, our guest today is our, um, actually a senior of mine in high school, <laughs> Stan C. So welcome hey, back. how's it going? Welcome thank back, you. DJ Stan C of Wave 89.1. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you for having me. Really excited to be here. Um, you know, as soon, I, I think we've been talking about collaborating once again on an episode. And mm -hmm. uh, this was like months ago. So I'm glad that we finally got to sit down and make mm -hmm. it happen. And just for you guys, I'm flexing my authentic Hisashi Mitsui Road Jersey. Oh, man. That is epic, man. That's some serious slam dunk drip right there, boys. So we're going we're gonna, to like elaborate on the purchase later. Um, before we begin, I want to mention our Comixology gift card giveaway. This is um, our Road to 1000. We are currently at 927 likes. So mga 73 na lang. Um, hopefully no, my math close. lessons did not... Hopefully my math lessons did not fail me on that. Um, ano ba ba? Um, just mention one comic book artist that we've featured on the podcast and you are automatically entered. Don't forget to like our page, by the way, just so that you can get to 1,000. Just yep. that simple, just that quick, and mm -hmm. you're good to go, pretty much. Yep. Or you can follow us on Twitch and you'll automatically be entered into the raffle. So we are giving away two Comixology gift cards, one on Facebook. You like our page and leave a comment or go to Twitch where you just follow us. So moving on to the start of the show, let me just fix this a bit. Hmm. All right. So Stan, what is Slam Dunk? Well, if, if you're going to ask me to define it, uh, like, like that's something anyone can just, you know, Google search, about. But Slam Dunk, mm. I think, is really one of the most recognizable anime and manga here in the Philippines. Because we're a basketball-loving country, tayo, eh, diba? And mm. this has everything you want. It's got basketball. It's got romance, teenage angst, existential crises. All of them coming together in a spectacular epic anime slash manga that has resonated through generations. And 30 plus years later, or you know, 20 plus years later, we're still talking about it. You know, ang, ang laki pa rin ang following niya dito sa Pilipinas. And I think when you zoom out in the larger uh, shonen manga world, in the larger yeah. anime world, Slam Dunk continues to be very, very relevant to audiences. And I think it's because of how. Um, how simple the story is, but it's very, very compelling. Mm, I see. Now, for people who probably don't know what Slamdown is, could you give us like who a uh, quick summary of who the main characters are? 
yeah, sure. So, uh, of course, you've got your uh, franchise player, Hanamichi Sakuragi. He's the <laughs> main character. The, the series starts <laughs> off with him uh, basically being knowing nothing about basketball, pero nakaran siya ng crush on Haruko, who he doesn't know is the uh, sister pala of the team captain of the Shohoku High School basketball team. But what makes uh, Sakuragi really relatable is that he's basically like any high school freshman. He's very hormonal. He's very into girls. Right? He wants to hang out with his friends. He wants to impress women. And throughout the first few episodes or the first few volumes, you'll see that he's really pretty much a loser who just really likes to get into fights. <laughs> and mm. it's not until he discovers na type niya si Haruko and then si Haruko is really into basketball so he's like oh yes I'm a basketball genius and he just throws himself into basketball without knowing crap about the sport mm. so <laughs> dun, dun nagsisimula yung adventures diba? and then he comes into contact with the team and suddenly yung story ni Sakuragi gets subsumed into the story of the Shohoku High School basketball team itself na you, you find out na ang laki ng hugot ng Shohoku High School because They've been the doormat of their prefecture for so many years. The batalunan sila, ni sila makapasok ng inter high, which is I guess yung parang equivalent nila ng March Madness dun sa level nila or like the NBA okay. playoffs. Di sila mm. makadvance to the inter high. And si Akagi yung yung center, the team captain. Ano nasa graduating nasa. So nandun yung pressure on the team na we have to make it work for for Akagi and for Kogure yung parang vice captain. And then mm. you get to know all the other players. Diba? There's uh, Kaede Rukawa, the super rookie. There's Hisashi Mitsui, oh, yung former three-point shooter, former junior high MVP, nandalihis, naging gangster. And then he finds his way back onto the team. There's Ryota Miyagi, who's this super cool point guard, who's, I would say, is probably the most underdeveloped main character from the Shohoku uh, basketball team. Uh, but I, I think he's pretty cool because... Very... Sorry, Jim, I think yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with. Very underdeveloped, but like all we really get from Miyagi is magaling siyang point guard. He's angas siya and uh, Joa niya si Akane, the manager, the team manager. So yeah. that's really all we get from Miyagi. And then ang ang ganda ng ng slam dunk as a whole because it's not like your typical shonen manga or yung manga that's targeted towards boys, which is normally parang meron kang good guy and then may kalaban kang evil nefarious villain who wants to like take over the world or kill people or like be super rich ito, ito, it's a sports manga right so like yeah antagonists mo yung other teams like Ryonan, Kainan, Shoyo but they're also fighting for what what they believe is right then which is like I want my team to win and you can't really call them like a-holes for wanting their team to win so there's that. So like I think that's something that makes Slam Dunk super special. Now it's a sports manga and it stands out by not really having a super villain because it's just about a team. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Now and, yeah. right, so Jude, um you did mention that okay, one of the most obvious uh I guess I iconic parts of the anime is the the jerseys. And jerseys. how the these team. jerseys look very similar to certain, to certain professional NBA. franchises in the USA. <laughs> Jude, yeah, oh, yeah. Who, okay, so who okay. Are let's these start. Schools? Let's start with um. Let's start with the big four, right? The big four of the their prefecture with Shohoku and uh, with Shohoku, You know, Shohoku's biggest rivals. Um, 
let's start with Shoyo. Shoyo is green and white, and mm-hmm. you know that's uh, just coincidentally that's the color of the Boston Celtics, right? Yeah. So, and you know they have a good amount of um, similarities, of course, with the Celtics uh, in a way that they man they have a playbook of um, playbook of playing tall players, which is like you know. 80 Celtics, and then um, you could argue that uh, their power forward, Toru Hanagata, the guy with the glasses, um, tall guy with glasses, is a um, Kevin McHale equivalent because the guy the guy just mans the post under really great. Uh, I remember like reading the manga. He's just full of um, full of pivot moves. You know, classic big man. Um, Big man dream shakes. You could consider like he's Hakim Olajuwon as well. So very, uh, you know, that one is very familiar. Or and then their coach slash captain, see Fujima. Yeah, yeah, is like uh kind of like Larry Bird. Or you could argue that you know it's a John Stockton equivalent. You know, he's like John Stockton because, um, very uh very strong point guard high iq and you know despite not being one of IQ. the tallest guys not even what high q sorry wrong sports anime oh no no <laughs> we're, we're in a we're in a different one all people this as well is, uh, that one is good though but um yeah. Yeah, next. But yeah, that's show you. I, I have a no, I have a I have a different comparison actually since you mentioned that you wanted to compare show you to iconic Celtics teams. I mean, Hanagata's the okay. big diba who's really excellent in the post and then Fujima's the cerebral uh-huh. point guard who's basically your coach on the floor like any other point guard. I would offer yeah. to go all the way back to the 60s and to make the Bill Russell and Bob Cousy comparison. Wow, I think that okay. that's more appropriate given yung style of play nilang dalawa and the fact that they were also a one-two punch. They had a big and a point guard running the show. Actually, that's actually yeah, that's actually really a better uh, better comparison if looking back because yeah, and then they're pretty much the two guys that are carrying the entire team for this one. So yeah, 60 Celtics. Wala and, silang oh, yeah, sakto on the com on the comment section. Yeah. Uh, Kenji Fujima being a player coach might be a good nod to Bill Russell because he was player coach. That's during, right. Um, some of their the last two years. The last two years. Last two years. Uh, yeah, that's why he has um, how many rings does he have? Eleven. Uh, Eleven out of thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine eleven out of thirteen years he was champion. It's pretty amazing stuff. Now we go to uh, Kainan. Kainan is, as you can see in my background, the colors are. Um, you know, purple and gold and a mm. bit of white. So that's the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Beat LA! And, beat LA! Beat yeah. LA! <laughs> beat LA. Well, um, yeah. Okay. Now, the big, the most uh, common comparison to this one is uh, Shinichi Maki. They're tall, um, tanned point guard who, um, you know, who's like, uh, who can was high IQ who can run the floor, you know, while also being a very um, a very capable player uh, inside, having the strength, and that is basically their equivalent to Magic Johnson because Magic Johnson is a six ten point guard. My God, no! Uh, during that time, there was no one else like Magic Johnson, and 
you know, Maki is pretty much the best comparison to that. Uh, so essentially, Kainan is like 80s, um, 80s Lakers. So that one's really good. Uh, so Ichiro Jin is like uh, Kareem, or although shooting guard version or uh, they're saying Michael uh, Cooper nila. Michael Cooper, yeah. I was thinking Byron Scott or ano, James Worthy, but ano, but I think Michael Cooper is the better comparison. Because Michael Cooper had the had the three point shooting yes. during that time, uh, especially during a time when sh- three point shooting wasn't like wasn't a thing. <laughs> like he's like the proto specialist of that time. And then oh, before we go to Shohoku, because that one is a uh, very familiar Obviously. uh rionan rionan is um shack penny magic for the most part <laughs> because um sendo sendo is pretty much uh penny hardaway you know not really a point guard sendo isn't really a point guard in in slam dunk but you know he's uh he's the tall guy that runs the floor you know tall point guard like uh you know, Penny Hardaway was touted as the next Magic, so you know uh, that's why he was a uh, you know he was highly touted during his early career. So yeah, Sento is Penny Hardaway, and um, Uzumi, which is uh, Akagi's rival, is essentially Shaq mm-hmm. in some way. So yeah, it's like uh, the Penny Shaq combo, and I, that was a really exciting Orlando Magic team. Sakto pa kasi yung, yung kasagsagan ng Slam Dunk as a manga when it was being published was the yeah. mid-90s, which was also the peak of the Shaq Penny Magic, but that run from 1992 until 1995. So that yeah, kind of lines up. they were able to make the finals as well. So that was uh, that was like their high, high, high time during their, uh, no, during their run. Kind of like that. Yeah, kind of interesting that... Um, Slam Dunk was released or was being published during the time of um you know the height of 90s NBA which is publishing Is this another shonen jump manga by chance? Yes. I would ah, yeah, I think okay. yeah, yes it is. And shonen okay. jump is you know always has a good number of um hits every time. Yeah. <laughs> every time they publish. Yeah. So um now I think we can go to the main event, Shohoku. Yeah. Shohoku is um Shohoku is essentially Chicago Bulls. You know, um if the colors aren't uh if the colors aren't obvious, <laughs> the reference isn't uh isn't clear, it's uh it's it's the they're the manga equivalent of the Bulls, the championship bulls. Um Kaiderukawa is essentially Michael Jordan, he's using number nine because number nine is Olympic Jordan's Olympic number. Wait, the eleven Sirokawa. Wait, is he? Oh my yeah. god, well, I'm wrong on that. <laughs> eleven Sirokawa. I, oh, I forget okay. who number nine is. He was one of the bench guys who you know didn't really get much playing time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that, that was kind of sad. So, um, but yeah, Rukawa is basically early Jordan. Um, the guy who will hard carry the team and is kind of selfish. You know, um, this is like young Jordan where he. He, he thinks you know he has to do the job by himself, essentially. But you know, Rukawa would eventually grow into a more mature player, and 
you know, improve over the course of the anime and manga. Um, next one is Hisashi Mitsui. Now, um, Stan, for this one, uh, they say Mitsui is like a Reggie Miller equivalent. Would you agree? I, hmm. I'm not sure because I, I wouldn't really say in the NBA there's somebody who has like a comparable backstory to to Mitsui, diba. But I think na in terms of you know sharpshooting uh, guards from the '90s, you can take your pick between the Ray Allens and the Reggie Millers of the world. I would say na given that time frame, uh, mid '90s, wala pa si Ray Allen sa league nun, eh, papasok pa lang siya. I, I would say Reggie Miller's probably the closest comp. Yeah. Especially for uh, I remember Mitsui has a had a few games where he just uh, he just uh, popped off like uh, launched a few cold blooded trees. <laughs> oh man, yeah, <laughs> he could have just uh, if he if he ever did the choke sign, that would have been the most straight up reference in the whole um in the whole story of Slam Dunk. Um, next one is uh, Ryota Miyagi. Miyagi is kind of. Weird because every time I see comparisons, people compare him to like Isaiah Thomas or Kevin Johnson, you know, um, small fast point guard with a good tendency to score and very athletic. I so I don't was... mind I don't mind the comp like Isaiah Thomas yeah. is actually not a bad comp. Uh, lang kasi diba, uh, very well chronicled na magkaaway si Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan. So when yeah. you have their is... anime comparisons coming together in Slam Dunk, that gives me a good laugh. But it, so it's a nice little in joke, I guess. Kung yung nga talaga yung comp nila. I really, I kind of hope that it is. You know, it's like you know, um, if, what if Isaiah Thomas was part of the dream team? Yes, <laughs> yes. It's pretty much the what if scenario uh, happening in Slam Dunk form. Um, next one is Takenori Akagi, their senior center, their team captain, and um, pretty much a Patrick Ewing equivalent, you know, Akagi. Uh, very, very strong center, very powerful inside the paint, good blocking power. Buzz cut pa. You have the buzz cut to back it up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's, essentially, he's essentially Patrick Ewing. In Japanese uh, very, form. Very, very close. <laughs> now, um, yeah, in Japanese form. Uh, in high school, Jap- <laughs> Japanese student form. Um, next one is, of course, you know, uh, oh, wait. Um, looking at the comments, uh, Kiminobu Kogure is basically John Paxson, which is a good, uh, great example. Pwedeng Steve Kerr, kasi he came off the bench, hit time yeah. shots. Both, um, both are the same role, essentially, have the same role, where, where their uh, their job is to uh, to uh, take the pressure off Jordan and you know make sure that they're they when they're open they're ready to shoot so that's good um yeah John Paxson especially the the infamous cut shot moment of Kogure in the anime which took a while to finish it was uh it felt like yeah but I think it kind of was because it was a whole flashback arc. Where you find out what happened to Mitsui and Shohoku before Rokawa and Sakuragi arrived. Now, let's see. Um, okay, let's go to Sakuragi. Uh, Hanamichi Sakuragi. I think there was also like a real life player based on him. Uh, a real Save life Sakuragi. <laughs> I don't know. Real life Sakuragi. I forgot the story, but there, uh, a guy with lots of potential who uh, unfortunately passed away before um, being. Uh, being big, but um, for 
For Sakuragi though, uh, his comparison would be Dennis Rodman. You know, um, bad boy on the court, kind of reckless, uh, very impulsive, but very, very good at rebounding. You know, imagine this guy wouldn't get points the whole game, but would probably get like 10, 15 rebounds per game and just hustle all the way. Uh, you know, hustle for the ball like his life meant it. And you would see that in the manga because, you know, he focused his whole st- story arc, he focused his whole basketball skill on being a great rebounder. And that's essentially um, Rodman in a nutshell. Uh, although the it's worth number noting lines that... Up. Kasi Rodman yeah. was number 10 nung nasa Bad Boy Pistons siya. Yeah, it was pretty much that. Um... Also worth noting that it might be just a coincidence that Rodman was in the Bulls after, during the publishing, because he was with the Spurs early on. Yes. Yeah. So like, I think him being on a, on a Chicago Bull uh, XP of, uh, in, man- <laughs> of, in Slam Dunk is just a nice little coincidence and it just fit, you know, foreshadowing probably. <laughs> but yeah, I think... Um, Sorry, I, I was gonna say lang na uh, Sakuragi in particular is very has, has a very strong connection to uh, Philippine basketball fans in the sense that when I yeah. grew up playing basketball in school, I knew I couldn't shoot. I was just big. I just had long arms, so I would take pride in getting rebounds like Sakuragi, and I would always think to myself, "Rebound the king, rebound the king," And you know what 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 Akagi would tell Sakuragi to do, The one who controls the rebound controls the game, and like it, at first, that's just some anime shit, But when you think about it in real life, you're like, "Oh my no, the one who controls the rebound does control the game." So until now, like even when I ended up being a basketball commentator pre-pandemic. I would use that line. The one who controls the rebound controls the game, especially when the team in the lead is dominating on the boards. So very influential. Yeah, and I think one yeah, that's one good message of Slam Dunk is that, you know, you're you can be a good basketball player even though you're not a good shooter. You're not a good dribbler. You can you can find your own way to to dictate the pace of the game, you know, to decide the outcome of the game. And, you know, Sakuragi found his because I think Sakuragi was, like, trying to find his role within the team. You know, he, he tried to be, uh, he tr- I think he tried to dump over someone a few times, which is kind of weird. And he got an offensive, I remember him getting, like, a f- of offensive foul <laughs> in one of the episodes. But, yeah, I think that's a very good, you know, Sakuragi is a very good example of, um, you know, showing that, you can you can carve your own role in in basketball, so yeah, he who controls the rebounds controls the game. But I think that's that's it for the most part. That's uh, those are the char- most popular main characters of Slam Dunk, and you know the main story arc of the anime is Shohoku beating, trying to beat the Big Four of their prefecture mm-hmm. and enter the national high school tournament. Tournament arcs, guys. All right. <laughs> saying hi to the people on Facebook right now. Saying hi to Earl Maghirang of Comics and Gaming Geeks. And man, I love the name of his site. What's it called again, Jude? SEO. Uh, the Fanboy SEO. Yeah, FanboySEO.com. Tapos si George Carlos Pastor. 
Tim Montales, yeah, saying hi to everyone who comment is commenting right now. Yeah, so, George said, um, Slam Dunk Legit taught me how to shoot a free throw and a jump shot. And nice. yeah, uh, there are a lot of fundamentals that you can learn <laughs> by reading Slam Dunk, which is it's kind of like a little basketball manual, then, which is kind of cool. Each chapter gives you like a little lesson on that. I was watching a video essay on Slam Dunk uh, last night. Mm. I, I was really excited for this and I couldn't sleep. So I was like, yes, yeah, let's, let's binge watch these video essays, right? And um, I, I forgot who it was. I think it was a Filipino YouTuber who came up with this uh, um, point of view. Sabi niya, going through the manga, the way that Takehiko Inoue wrote it uh, is that you get the game of basketball from different points of view. You get it from the points of view of the players, like you get inside their thought process. And then the way that they communicate with one another helps explain where the game is at, how the game works. So that's one. Second, from the point of view of the coaches, when they give their own commentary, like with Coach Anzai on the sidelines or with the Rionan coach whenever he's scouting Shohoku. Third, you also get the point of view of the fans, like the people watching, about how are they looking at the game? So you have young friends, Nisakuragi, you have Haruko watching on the sidelines, you have Akane and her thoughts as well. So it's, it's really a multidimensional point of view on the game of basketball. And Inoue was able to incorporate that into the pages of the manga. So ang ganda kasi ang daming points of view. But as the game heats up and you get into the crucial moments, nawawala yung outermost layer. So nawala yung fan point of view, nawala yung coach's point of view. It's really about the players and where their head is at kasi talagang nasa tick of it ka na nung, nung laro. So ang ganda, ang ganda ng framing. And looking back on the anime, Oh nga, di ba? You remember si Aida, the, the guy from Rionan with the camera, him giving his insights is a different insight from uh, from Haruko, who's watching as a fan. All right. So yeah. that's actually a good transition to the next part of the episode, which is what made you fall in love with the show? I mean, you kind of like sort uh, you kind of ex um, expounded on it already, but like what what was it exactly that made you fall in love with Slam Dunk? Um, with me, kasi in Slam Dunk, I discovered it in the early 2000s now, which is right around when GMA7 was broadcasting the Tagalog dub. And the early 2000s, so I was like 10, 11, 12, yun din yung time na I fell in love with basketball as a sport. I had just discovered uh, the NBA, so I'd watched the 0102 Lakers complete yung three-peat nila. They, they went on that dominant final sweep against the New Jersey Nets, and then I got APS1 that year. And I had NBA Live 2002 with Steve Francis on the cover. So I was playing the hell out of that video game, diba? Uh, vintage NBA Live, wala pang 2K non. Or wala pang 2K sa Pinas non. So, you know, I, I was falling in love with the game. And then GMA was showing this anime in Tagalog about basketball. And, you know, I uh, as a 10-year-old, what the hell else was I going to do, diba? Did he watch TV? <laughs> yeah. So it, it was a great way to kill time and completely... Lalo na, lalo kang ma-engross into the game of basketball. Tapos, ang ganda kasi ng humor niya eh. Like, very kenkoy siya. It's something that would really mm -hmm. appeal to a, to a teenager or a preteen. Or even, you know, now, to me, at, at 31, it's still, the humor still appeals to me with, with things like Sakuragi feeling the pressure in the, at the free throw line. And na feel na everyone around him is chanting, Sablay! 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 <laughs> like, those are images that are indelible in my head. So yeah, basically nice. all of those. <clears throat> nice, nice. Now, one of the most iconic things about 
uh, Slam Dunk, and maybe a lot of 90s anime in general was pausing and having super long <laughs> story arcs. Oh, God. <laughs> before somebody shoots a free throw that has a time limit of like, what, 30 seconds? No, it was a three-pointer. I think it was a three-pointer for that one. Yeah. It was a three-pointer that took like five episodes at least to get go in. It's it's like Dragon Ball having Goku and Vegeta or like Goku and Kirin, Kirin or something. They're just Kirin, fight, yeah. trying to fight each other. But then they literally pause for like five or ten episodes before somebody lifts a punch or sh- shoots the ball, so it's such a it it's so nineties for me. Na palaging ganon sa nineties anime, palaging may long pauses. anime for you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so true. Like, what what's your favorite super long pause moment from Slam Dunk, Stan? Uh, it's got to be the Mitsui arc, man. Like when they really go into detail yeah. to explain why Mitsui was the way he is and yung backstory niya. Uh, I you know I think it was as he was going to make a clutch three pointer. Like it doesn't get any better than that. Na, talagang, they explain everything from the moment he catches the ball, he squares up, he takes the three, he's about to release, magfa follow through. Parang putra, parang haba nung time na yun. Like it was really an entire week of episodes na inexplore natin yung backstory ni Mitsui while in real oh time God. the guy was squaring up for a three pointer. Like what the hell? Like that was one <laughs> hell of a space cake for you to think about something that long in that short of a time <laughs> imagine like all of those memories culminating in one follow through yeah <laughs> and you guys are right Very all- 90s anime and i'm no longer updated with whatever current anime uh yung sikat ngayon so like i don't watch my hero academia or or uh jojo's bizarre adventure and all that so i gotta mm-hmm. ask yung yung ganung trope ba nandun ba yun sa mga current anime um boku no hero so- medyo Sometimes they do. It's yeah. not as it's not as long, but um, but the moments of pause, like uh, side stories between big battles, they usually gonna like Dragon Ball. Um, while the big battle is happening, the other characters are just scrambling to do something that could help yeah. the main, diba? That could help uh, Goku and company. But yeah, it's uh, it it I think it's still uh, it's still a very present trait in um, anime, especially shown in anime since. Uh, My Hero Academia is uh, is like the next big shonen anime for ano. It, it's so kind yeah, of taking still, over. It's, still it's kind of taking over the role of Naruto in a way of being like the one. Way, well, they're kind of they're equivalents because they're uh, you know protagonists that's uh, grinding to become the best essentially yeah. in in a school. That's true. Uh, but let's go back to Slam Dunk and. If there's another space cake moment for Slam Dunk, it's the Cobra <laughs> shot. Imagine that. Uh, imagine if um, John Paxson's shot or Steve Kerr's clutch shot would have that same, uh, would have that same level of flashback. It's kind of like watching the last dance, the entire last dance, habang while waiting for that shot to go in. <laughs> Yeah, diba? I, I'm I'm kind of disappointed to see Jason Ayer didn't do that actually in the last dance and they got the curse clutch shot. But you know, um whether it's Steve Kerr behind his when his when his father was uh was killed in Lebanon, diba? Like when he was yeah. taking that shot. Malay natin, yun, 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 yun sa utak niya pala, diba? Yeah, like a culmination of all things going to your all things going to your life, all coming down to that one one open jumper that would decide the fate of a final series, right? <laughs> would have yeah. been yeah. awesome. But yeah, uh, but yeah, there there are just so many long pause moments in Slam Dunk in that equivalent. Because 
Koguro naman, if it's if the Mitsui arc showed like what uh the story of Mitsui in general, Koguro naman is the story of Shohoku. Yes. Like, their struggles, their like uh you know, their the want their you know, they're they're wanting to become like the best team in their prefecture just to get into the national tournament especially na Kogure and Akagi are seniors diba they're graduating they'll never get to experience this again in right. high school because high school is gonna end i have a question yeah. for you guys um were you the type now when you were watching this nagtaka ba kayo na bakit three years lang yung high school sa japan kasi for the longest time inisip ko rin ba o nga na diba freshman sina sakuragi and and rukawa second year si miyagi Third years in uh, Akagi and Kogure and Mitsui, the bad parang bakit ganon? Uh, did you guys ever wonder that? I would say na that one w- went over my head first time watching because mm-hmm. since I was a kid, I was grade school. I was just uh, excited. Oh, it's basketball! It's a basketball anime. But yeah, it's kind of unusual. Pagan na looking back, yeah, three years ago pagang high school ng Japan, and I think nag uh, I think. It's even more evident when I watched um, another basketball anime, Kuroko. Na wait, why? <laughs> wait, three years, <laughs> like, So that's I, why I they're. That's why, is that why they're so game to uh, no, to to finish to win a championship? Because life is have, short. <laughs> yeah, they have one less year compared to us. Now we have four years to enjoy high school. They have, they only have three. No, so, but yeah. apparently it's K twelve na sila. Like way before we ad- uh-huh. uh, adopted the K twelve educational system. K-12 na sila, so you have six years of elementary, and then you have three years of junior high, that's grade seven to nine, where Mitsui was MPP, and then ah. senior high na yung bracket nila. Ten yes. Senior high is basically like nine, ten, uh, 10 11, 12. Yes. Okay. And I, I only researched this right before we started the stream. So think about that. Like over 20 years na nandito sa utak ko, hindi ko siya research ever. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, ano, imagine those are like, like shower thoughts that ano, might not ano, make you sleep. Kasi you're yeah. wondering, wait, what? Why? Why Why is it only three years? Kasi yeah, I, oh nga, no, I remember na may junior high nga pala. Mm-hmm. So junior high is like... um. Yeah, three years rin. So okay, so that's a that's a nice little tidbit because yeah, it's really, you wonder like especially for us na we're we're from a generation that's used to four years in high school. Yeah, so it's, that's what, true. What, why? Why are they? Why? <laughs> so I, you know, you just think uh, that. So that's why high school is kind of intense for them, no? Yeah. <laughs> in that sense, because they had they. They have to catch up. Okay. Hmm. All right. Moving on. Before we continue with the next question for Stancy, we wanted to talk about Shopee 66 sale, which is happening in a few hours if you're watching us live right now. If you're listening to a replay, don't miss the 77 sale. So get that item you want right now with our affiliate link, tinyurl.com slash ShopeeTGJ. Um, you can get 20% off uh, discount vouchers, cashbacks, free shipping, piso deals, and so much more. Anyway, moving on to probably the, the uh, not theoretical, but like the philosophical question of the episode. Why did Slam Dunk have such a huge impact in the Philippines? Besides the fact oh, that we are a basketball-loving That's country. a very fun uh, question because I think during work, out of all during my work discussion, we answered this one. Like Someone asked, but I think uh, Stan first. Like, uh, no, so let's go with Stan first before I share. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So aside from you know, the fact that it's a basketball-centric anime, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, tayo mga Pinoy, we also love underdog stories. Eh. Diba? Yung mga teleserye natin is always about somebody na nasa laylayan trying to find power or find wealth or find fame or success. Diba? That's the reason why Ang Probinsyano has been on TV for over six years. <laughs> Yeah, very sorry, sorry. Sorry si Cardo Dalisay kasi ano na siya. Um OP na siya. Like he doesn't <laughs> He can defeat Son Goku if with a lift of a know. finger. Hindi na siya probinsyano at this point. Manilenyo na siya legit na. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> Oh nga, no? yeah, he's been in Manila longer than anywhere else in especially sa series na yan. Oh my god, what a what a what story arcs are in that show, no? <laughs> yeah, but look at ano, look at yung mga teleseries na sumikat dito sa Pilipinas, 'di ba? Yung Mula sa Puso, mm-hmm. yung story ni Via at ni Amor Powers, 'di ba? They were both ostracized from yung mga rich families that they were supposed to be a part of and you you get to you get to follow them on their journey of vindication. So, tayo mga Pinoy, we really latch on to these um underdog stories mostly because we're a very poor country, <laughs> 'di ba? Inaalipusta tayo for breakfast, lunch and dinner. <clears throat> yun, yun, yung, yun, yun yung daily life natin. So, yung escapism natin na ilalabas natin dito sa mga shows na to. So, that's one. Second is, the humor in Slam Dunk is very slapstick. And if there's one thing about Filipino tastes is that we're really into slapstick stuff. And like, you can make an argument and say na we really need to step up our yung, yung, yung tastes natin. But that's the way it is because of the level of discourse in our country. Mahilig tayo sa slapstick, di ba? That's why in the 90s, yung comedy movies ni Adolfi, ni Narene Requestas, ang dami mong nakikitang slapstick humor. Di ba? Very physical in humor. Very lowest common denominator. And Slam Dunk was able to appeal to the masses because of that. So again, uh, look at Sakuragi when he was trying to learn the game of basketball, making his early mistakes. Uh, kala niya he can just ram through the defender and then dunk the ball. Pero hindi offensive foul pala. And yung expression niya, di ba? Takinori in, in a way was able to really animate how frustrated Sakuragi was. Nakala niya na impressed ko na si Haruko-chan, but no, you, you get caught for a foul. That's a turnover, idiot. So, like, that slapstick humor. Or Sakuragi going up for his very first dunk, and instead of dunking the ball, his head hits the bottom of the backboard. That's another example of slapstick humor. Or Sakuragi and, you know, going into chibi mode and calling Akagi Gori, diba? Slapstick humor again because you're making fun of the guy's appearance. So, um, yun, I think those are some of the really big reasons why sobrang pumatok siya dito sa Pinas. Alright, June. Awesome. Okay, sige. For ano naman, uh, for me, I, I remember we had this little work discussion. What is an anime that like uh, would be considered like the Filipino anime, di ba? <laughs> Na, I think ang tanong ata is the national anime of the Philippines. Well, so, hopefully it becomes less ano. soon, yeah. but you know, we'll see. So, eh, essentially, na, so we had a few choices. Actually, a few naman. It was, it was ano, I think, we consider like uh, Ghost Fighter, Dragon Ball Z, Voltus Five, Voltus Five for having ano historical uh, significance before, but we found that uh, the the best answer, the most well-rounded answer, na people would accept, like everyone would accept, is Slam Dunk. Because, like as Stan said, the humor, humor palang alam mo ng slap si Kenkoy in the mm-hmm. in the most possible way. Um, Especially na since the Filipino dub was actually great, like yeah, Kendrick, it was so good. It was it was it had, it had a lot of the they were able to deliver the character that 
the, the the same amount of ano character na what the manga was supposed to ano to show like they were able to express that and that was that was really great and i think second one thing na one thing that ano made slam dunk like our top choice for in that discussion was it was an it's an underdog story like filipinos love an underdog story because you know we've been in you know we've been we've been down on our luck multiple times and yun nga, like sakuragi is a guy na you know pretty much an underdog because he doesn't know a thing of know anything about basketball so he had to grind he had to work his way up and those are the stories that we like from ano started from the bottom now ano sakuragi is there on top with his head on the backboard but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but yeah um but yeah it's the it's the underdog story that appeals and then i think probably the high school setting rin naman like you know high school relatable nostalgic um the nostalgic feeling of you know high school life you I know mean, for us being, future natin yun because we watched that shit as kids yeah yeah we did that's why like oh my god is high school this exciting maybe not <laughs> but you know is high school basketball this exciting well depends on what school you are in but yeah but it's still it's still uh, it, it's it's a sports anime with slice of life, which is mm-hmm. really great. So, re- which is really relatable, and of course, the basketball aspect. <laughs> basketball is like this country's most popular sport, and you know, um, in a world where football is dominant, you know, football. Yeah, football is pretty much a dominant popular sport. We're one of the countries that have this um, love of basketball that no other. Few countries or no other country can actually surpass. <laughs> Maybe China. <laughs> to add to that, to add to your point about our love yeah. for basketball and to connect it to how we Filipinos love an underdog story, basketball is a sport that we're genetically disadvantaged yes. at because we are yeah. short. <laughs> diba? mm-hmm. Like when you th- when you take a look at it, dapat football talagang sport natin because we're short, yeah. we can be quick, we can be athletic, but we're short. Relative yeah. to the international population, and yet we love the game of basketball. <laughs> We're a country where our power forwards are six foot three, six foot four, six foot five. Mm. And, and granted, Draymond Green is six foot five, but you have to be super skilled to pull that crap off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, um, yeah, I think it's that stubborn, ano, the stubborn defiance, that <laughs> somewhat stubborn defiance. Um, you know, punching above your weight kind of determination that uh, that was that resonated with people and uh, what Slam Dunk had. Because I think one of the most relatable characters there is apart from Sakuragi is Miyagi. Diba Miyagi is undersized. Is a yes. Is one of the smaller point guards in the in the in the story. Kaya I think for me, like Miyagi is one of the best examples of um. Oh yeah, that's I think I understand why he's underdeveloped. Because that story of you know, um, you know, playing beyond his size is something that could have been a bit more elaborated in the manga and anime. So yon, but yeah, that's that's actually why I think that's those are the best reasons why uh, Slam Dunk is like um, very a very Filipino anime. It's the closest thing mm. to the most Filipino, and uh, if if it comes to a point that 
ano, even one of our basketball players, I think Stan, you said Mark Pingris, di ba? The Pinoy Sakuragi. Yeah, Mark Pingris, uh, yeah. who recently retired, was actually given the nickname Pinoy Sakuragi because of the heart with which he played. And he was really um, an undersized power forward. He was like 6'4", 6'5". And yeah, he would were. be grabbing rebounds. Um, I'm not sure if you guys were able to watch that iconic Gilas Pilipinas game against Korea I in did, the yeah. semifinals of the FIBA Asia <laughs> Cup. We all cried. And Pingris was the guy who really personified the heart of Gilas. And uh, and he was really playing with the passion of a Hanamichi Sakuragi. So, you know, um, you, you have that as an example. Another local example is Jackson Corpus. Um, Jackson Corpus is a relatively younger player. Um, I'm not sure which team he plays for now. I first heard of him when he was Colombian. Um, si Corpus is also like a Sakuragi. Uh, very hyper-athletic, rebounder. Uh, may, may elements of Rodman din siya because he used to show up with colored hair. As in like th- these wild colors. Like he would show up one game na pink yung hair niya. The next day it would be like neon green or whatever color. So... So, you know, Corpus is also like a Sakuragi. Internationally, Japan had its own Sakuragi, J.R. Sakuragi, the, the import formerly known as J.R. Henderson. So he, he, here was a guy who literally changed his name uh, so he could be naturalized. And he chose the name J.R. Sakuragi in part because of Hanamichi Sakuragi. So Slam Dunk as an anime, sobrang impactful niya to the game of basketball and to the countries that really fell in love with basketball, Japan in particular, because Japan is really more of a baseball country, diba? Right? Hmm. Um, basketball isn't the first sport you hmm. think of when you think of their athletics. It's really baseball, sumo, uh, pro wrestling to an extent, but not, not really basketball. It's only recently nga lang na nagkaroon talaga ng basketball player na umabot sa NBA level. Utah Tabuze in the 2000s and then now yeah. si Hachimura with the Wizards. There was another one from like the mid-2010s na hindi ko na matandaan ngayon. So, kakaunti yeah. lang talaga. And we wouldn't get there if Slam Dunk hadn't come along and really converted these manga and anime fans to become basketball fans. All right. Very so yeah, very mm, sorry, <laughs> very basketball yeah. anime. But yeah, let's go, Steven. All right. So the next question is what keeps you as a fan of the franchise until today? Let's start with Stan. Um it's really the nostalgia, uh longing for the days long gone by, diba. Right? Um I, mm-hmm. I grew up with a slam dunk poster in my room. Wow, so like nice. um that would be the literally the first thing I would see when I wake up because nakatapat siya sa bed ko eh. It's it's opposite my bed on the, hanging from the wall. Um so like every day I would wake up I would see the Shohoku 6 on my wall. So like that's that's how much I loved it. And nung nag-graduate na ako, I ended up uh syempre, we we got jobs, nagkasabili tayong pera and that's when I started really collecting stuff. And I collect NBA mm. jerseys, kasi. so that's how that's yeah. how I express my love for the game. I collect jerseys of the players I love. So I'm like, hmm, meron kaya slam dunk jersey. So dun nagstart yung search for slam dunk merch. And dito sa Pinas kasi parang walang slam dunk merch noon. Even if you went to Green Hills, di ka makahanap ng t-shirt, ng jerseys. This was ano ah, uh, 2000s, 2010s. So I went to Taiwan on an internship post-graduation. I lived there for a couple of months. Yeah. And I met this uh, Taiwanese guy named Mark. And he showed up to our trainee house wearing a jersey like the one I'm wearing now, a Mitsui mm. jersey. And 
I was like, yo, what the hell is that? that that's a slam dunk jersey. And it looked authentic because it had this patch. Yeah, so, so it had the logo of, mm. of, of the school. And then it also had this patch. So y- y- yung mga patch na ganyan, that's kind of how you know na medyo legit yung, yung merch. And, and then I asked to feel it. Medyo walang hiya ako eh. It's like, can I, can I touch the jersey? Hindi <laughs> ko lang yung class A or whatever. And then naka-stitch yeah. siya. Like this one is stitched. And if you're collecting jerseys, yung mga swing man, yung mga nakatahi yung, yung font, yun yung talagang valuable. Sabi ko, yeah. puta, saan mo nabili yun? Obviously, not, not in Tagalog, di ba? So, yeah. I was like, saan mo nabili yun? And he says, in-order ko lang online. So, ano to, ha? 2012 ito, nine years ago. In-order niya online, and then he picked it up at freaking 7-Eleven. And I'm oh, like... Oh, yeah. Yan yung sobrang uso sa Taiwan and Japan. You can pick up anything there. Yes. You can have so it delivered like, there, you also. Right, yeah. right. So I was like, dude, how, how? How do I get a piece of this shit? Like, I'm in Taiwan. I have the money. Let's, let's fucking go. So yeah. he he orders it from me, and I'm like, how do I know my size? I'm like, Mark, can you take off your jersey? Susukatin ko para alam ko yung size ko pa. So I put on his jersey, and it turned out that we were the same size. So I had Mark order this Mitsui jersey for me, and then a couple of weeks later, it went to the 7-Eleven near where I lived, and then Mark picked it up, and then he gave it to me. So I still have the original tag. Wait lang. I have the original tag from the jersey. Mm. So it came in the slam dunk plastic bags. And then meron pa siya yung, yung tags na ganito. Wow, nice. So I'll, hindi ko alam kung kita yung price eh. There, it's 850 Taiwan dollars. That's not bad. It's 1,500 pesos. Yeah. Not a bad That's deal. That's not actually. bad. Not bad. Like, cheaper than like the Yanis jersey I keep on seeing sa Nike ads because of Facebook. Yeah, like the, um, the Yanis Swingman's like what, 4K? No, 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 mind. It's uh, 3,695. Oh, okay. 3.7. <laughs> yeah. 3.7. So, I've yeah. yeah. jersey prices because I'm a collector, right? So, so mm-hmm. I, I got the Mitsui jersey in, in 2012. And then the next year, in 2013, I went back to Taiwan with my family. And then mm-hmm. I was uh, just traveling around Taipei. And then that's when I noticed na in the main city, uh, you can actually get anime merch anywhere. Oh, Ang daming yeah. anime merch stores in Taiwan. So especially I didn't realize. One Piece. <laughs> yes, especially One Piece. Oh, I, God, I didn't one realize Piece. how big of a weeb culture city Taiwan, uh, ta- Taipei is. So that's oh, when I found that uh, they had they had Shoyo jerseys, they had Leonan yeah. jerseys, they had jerseys of the non Shohoku Six guys. Like if you wanted to wear Ishii's number twelve, they freaking had yeah. it. So I, like, so I was like, shit, I, I need to buy something else. And that was when I decided yeah. to add to my collection. And you, you can't be a slam dunk fan and have a Sakuragi jersey. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I got my Sakuragi That's... jersey. And then I also got myself one of these. This is a Shoku High School towel. Varsity towel. Nox. So it's like the ones that the bench guys would be waving on the bench when they're cheering for the team. So, you know, I'm yeah. um, faded na siya because I've been using it for my workouts for years. So, mm. talagang gamit na gamit siya. The Sakuragi jersey naman, I, I've never worn it. I, I've mm. never worn it. Yung Mitsui jersey yung lagi kong sinusuot. So, yun. Um, nice. I, I started collecting you know, these things, right? Yung, yung poster that I mentioned uh, kanina is no longer around kasi na, na-destroy na siya. Got dilapidated mm-hmm. over time. 
Yeah. Um, but the, the biggest piece of my collection is the Slam Dunk Jordan Superflies that I bought in 2014. So I, I, I sent you guys the, the link of that one. I'm not sure if you can flash it up on the screen. Um, I bought that in 2014 because nung time, na yun, I was doing an NBA podcast with some friends from Xavier. And they said, go stand, go buy Jordans, na, go buy your first pair. You know, you have a job, you're making money. And I'm like, eh. Nung time, I was not a sneakerhead. Eh. So they said, go buy a pair of Jordans. So I said, okay, I'm going to ask the Lord for a sign. If I get this really big gig, I'm going to use part of that to buy the, the Slam Dunk Jordans. There, uh, Stevie's flashing it on his screen. So uh, that's the pair I have, yung Superflies. And um, yung retail price niya dito at the time was 9,495 pesos. Super expensive wow. uh, for, for oh. me at the time. Kasi, you know, I, I wasn't really uh, rolling in a lot of money at the time, right? I was 24, so two years out of college pa lang, And I wasn't really getting huge gigs left and right. So sabi ko, Lord, give me a sign. And then I ended up getting my first gig with, with Disney as an events host. And... Yeah. Uh, Disney gigs pay pretty well. So, yung TF ko at the time was 10 times the price of the shoes. So, I was like, wow. I think this is a pretty big sign that I can go out and get the sneaker. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's more than a sign. <laughs> Let's go. More than a sign. I, <laughs> go. So, I went. Bring in the So, I went and grabbed a pair of, uh, of those super flies. And I, I would wear them for mga events hosting and everything. I even wore them at PWR Revolution X 2016. So oh, that yeah. uh, match mm-hmm. I had uh, where I was a manager and we were up against in a Casey Montero. I, I got hit I in the mouth there. by Casey Montero wearing those Jordans. I was there on that show. That was my first yes, PWR we were show. There. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yun yung, that, uh, yun yung Jordan sa suot ko nun, guys. <laughs> Grabe. Oh my God. Actually How cool. are, like, are, are, do you still have the shoes now? Like, you... Yes, yes. I, I still do. Um, They're a few steps away from me. Tinatamad lang akong i, you know, okay. kunasan sila no and whatever. Problem. Just because I'm, I'm more of a neat freak these days as I'm sure all of us are given the pandemic and mm-hmm. how, you know, yeah. germophobic we've all become. Uh, yeah. So I haven't really um dusted off those shoes in a while. But, but, you know, uh, I still have those sneakers. Those are my first pair of Jordans. And after that, uh, lo- needless to say, I'm going to expand the Jordan ano, repertoire. Ko. <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> Grabe. All Imagine right. So, being the starting point of your yeah. sneaker journey. <laughs> yes. Because it's <laughs> Slam Dunk. Yeah. All right. Now, before we continue, one last uh, friend of the podcast. It's... A very familiar brand to stand for sure. It's Podmetrics. Podmetrics aggregates data from Anchor, Spotify, Chartable, Facebook Live, and YouTube or YouTube, however you say it, we don't mind, (laughs) in order to show you the real picture of how your show is doing. The best part is it's absolutely free. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and don't forget to use the referral code geekyhuans at sign up. All right. So we are going to... Talk about the very well last two questions now. What is your favorite piece of slam dunk merch that you own, Stan? It's gotta be this one, <laughs> the Mitsui jersey. Because hey, this mm. was the first one, eh? And mm. um, I felt like 
when I got this, the floodgates opened. Parang gateway ko siya eh. That's when I realized now, wow, Taiwan is awesome. I mean, I consider Taiwan to be my second home because I've got mm-hmm. family there and because I, I have worked there. So, you know, like Taiwan is a country, guys. You know, I'll say it loud mm-hmm. and proud. Taiwan is Taiwan a country. Taiwan is a country. <laughs> you know, um, and, and uh, I, I, I have so many fond memories of that time and this jersey is a link to that time. And uh, the fact that I bought this at a time that I was beginning to work, beginning to make my own money, it, it means something to me. Because um, when you're 22, 23, you're fresh out of college, you get those first few paychecks. And if, if you can afford it, that's when you start splurging on the things that you never thought you'd be able to afford when you were a kid. And you, know, you were under your parents' budget, or maybe you didn't have that uh, purchasing power at the time. So it's it's the Mitsui jersey. Plus, among the Shohoku six, he was my favorite. Talaga, mm-hmm. I'm a Mitsui nice. guy. Um, nice. I I I loved yung redemption arc niya. I thought na of all the individual stories na kunwari si Akagi and Kogure, the lifelong goal to make Inter high for Miyagi to uh, to improve at his game and to impress Akane, uh, Sakuragi to impress Haruko, Rukawa to be the best rookie around or whatever. Mitsui's was the most compelling individual story. Eh. And I love guys who shoot the three. That's why Ray Allen's also one of my favorite players. So parang mm-hmm. alam lahat sila converge into my love for this one player. That's why um, at the time I only had money for one jersey. I picked Mitsui, no questions asked. It was Mitsui mm-hmm. talaga. And nice. I'm, I'm probably not gonna own an uh, a Rukawa jersey anytime soon. Kasi nabubura tao sa kanya. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think yeah, very few people like Rukawa in general. But yeah. And I'm super proud pa of these jerseys because when the Jordan brand collaborated with Slam Dunk in 2014, there was a Class A na merch that we now see in Green Hills and you know, wherever else you like to get your, your Class A stuff. And I'm mm. so proud because like, nobody really has this. Nobody else has this in the Philippines. Or if there is, I don't know. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it doesn't even resemble the Class A stuff because the Class A stuff Para may pagkakamo elements siya, or it's got like the comic book ek ek going on in the background. It's not like the pure <clears throat> red bulls font and whatever. Yeah, nice, nice. All right, so before we go, one last question. What would you like to see next from Slam Dunk? Because the last thing I've seen about Slam Dunk was a mobile game. What yes. would you like oh, to see yeah. next? <laughs> I think we can talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when the mobile game came out. Nakatuwasha actually, because you get to pick one player and then uh, you, you play as that player, and then that's it. Nisha tulad ng NBA 2K, yeah. where you get to control a team. Yeah. Um, I want more merch. I want more official merch. Because feeling ko yung story niya was already kind of wrapped up with them in the manga making it to the inter high, losing in the third round. You know, the, the Akagi and Kogre have to move on, but they have to go to college. Yeah. And it's kind of like Friends where you kind of already ended the story and you don't want to unpack so much of the baggage or whatever just to like revisit where these characters are. So yeah. as an adult with a nostalgic eye in my early 30s, na I have a little bit of money that I can spend into yung mga luho ko. I want more official merch. Like I need um, a, an official retailer that actually produces this merch. Like, you can collab with a big brand, pero gusto ko yung may official merch talaga sila. Kahit na yung Shonen Jump na yung mag-produce, basta something reliable oh man, that, you know, we, we won't have to resort to the Class A crap. 
<laughs> All right. So I think that's about it. Thank you so much yeah. to Stan so C for joining us to talk about and geek out over on one of the most film. iconic uh, sports anime in the Philippines. National the anime 90s. of the Philippines. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to plus one that, Jude. And <laughs> thank you, Stevie and Jude, for giving me this opportunity because, you know, as you know, I also do my own podcasts and I don't mm. really get to talk about Slam Dunk a whole lot. And mm. um, it's such a beautiful anime, such a beautiful story. And um, <laughs> this is probably my love letter to the anime that changed my life. So thank you for giving me this opportunity to geek out about it with you guys. Thank you so much. All right, you can find Stan on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Stan C. Uh, you can visit us at thegeekyhuans.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at The Geeky Ones. Uh, the podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other platforms. Uh, we are out. I think that's about it. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's it. Register right, to vote. Thank you so much for, for Stephen Jude Stan. Oh yeah, wait, I forgot. I almost forgot. Stan, what plugs do you want to give? Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah, sure, sure. So first, uh, please get vaccinated and register to vote. So very important. The elections are less than a year away. And it's really important that we, one, can vote and two, vote the right people in. Because, you know, the last five years have been a whole lot of work. Uh, to put it lightly, uh, of course, yep. you have the podcasts I do. You have the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, uh, which you can catch on Kumo and Facebook Thursday nights at 7, as Jude and Stevie know. Um, you can also follow us over there at Wrestling2XPod on TikTok and Twitter, uh, at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, Facebook, Spotify, and Instagram. And then I have my own solo podcast called On Deck with Stan C, where I talk to radio DJs from the past and present. Kind of like my love letter to the industry. I'm currently on season break, but you can check out uh, and follow the podcast on Spotify. I've got two seasons up there. Third nice. season should be coming um, in the next couple of months. I'm working on my list of guests now for season three. And uh, finally, I'm, uh, I broke it on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast this past week. But I'm working on a new podcast uh, that should be premiering next week on Independence Day. And this is a podcast for the Chinoy community. So me oh, wow. being a fellow Chinoy, I hope that this is something that you can check out. Um, mm. It's called Now Steaming, and it's us serving fresh hot takes from a Chinoy millennial perspective. So oh, nice, um, nice. looking I'd forward to launching that on June 12th. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. So again, uh, you can visit us at thegeekyones.com, and you can find all our social media links right there. So for our guest, Stan C, for Jude Cruz, I'm Stephen Tan. This episode of The Geeky Ones is presented to you by Ambidexter. Check out ambidexter.media for more information.